0: Welcome back to Bringing Down the House, a podcast of Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity. I am Allie Parrish, Executive Director of Iowa Heartland Habitat, and Jacalyn and I are excited to launch Season 3 of Bringing Down the House. One of Habitat for Humanity's key principles and values from the very beginning has been to promote dignity and hope. In fact, the theme of hope is woven through all of our work and our mission statements still today. That's why season three, entitled Building Hope, will be designed around stories of hope written by various partners of Iowa Heartland Habitat or members of our community. Hope is essential. We are excited to kick off an incredible and uplifting season in the days and weeks to come. Today, to get things started, Ja'Kalen and I will be reflecting on a story of hope shared by our tithing partner, Habitat for Humanity El Salvador. You don't want to miss this incredible story from around the world. Thank you for tuning in again, and please consider getting involved with our local mission by volunteering your time or making a financial or materials donation. More information can be found in our website at webuildhabitat.org or by following Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.
1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bringing Down the House. I am uh, your wonderful host. Jacqueline Madison, alongside my beautiful, talented, and uh, just radiant in the sweater, <laughs> my co-host, the Executive Director of the Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity, Miss Allie Parrish! Hey
0: there! This we is, are back! This
1: is so weird! I know! It's been forever
0: since <laughs> we've done this! I know, It's well, we had to take a few weeks to at least recover from that... Interesting bonus Christmas episode that we. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I listened to that. I love that. I listened to that, and then actually it, I, it got brought up at my family Christmas, <laughs> uh, and I I hid in my room. No, I didn't. Oh. But it was that was that was fun. It was
0: so fun I I you know I don't think we're supposed to have that much fun. No, doing anything. Well, we so. did get
1: the we did get that season and desist letter. So the, <laughs> that was that was we were in litigation for a while.
0: Uh, you know, I mean it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. how are you? You know,
1: it was weird coming in to To record this, yeah, it was like. I had to like mentally prepare. Wow! I know that's a lot for wow. me. Wow! <laughs> Don't break something. I, I, I think I did <laughs> I know it's just like okay, let's get let's get in the mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna we have uh, you know there's a lot of changes that are happening. Yes, uh, within our podcast, that yes. we're gonna get to a little bit later. I was trying to like okay, let me get back into this groove. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been what a month or so? yeah. I mean, not even really that long. Yeah, you know, I mean, still, Ellie. <laughs> I, I'm getting old, Alan. I know. You know yeah. Okay, you didn't have to agree that. Well, about, I don't but.
0: think you really are.
1: <laughs> in, in spirit, I'm getting old. And so I'm sitting here thinking to myself like, oh, man, mm-hmm. this is intense. Yeah. But yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's we like
0: ha- the picture you gave me at Christmas. This is fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the dog. Okay, I have to. Okay, we have to tell the story. <laughs> So Allie and I we, we have this I like, kind of just like this running Ooh. joke. Yeah. Uh, that and I, everyone has seen this picture. Oh, you, there's yeah. no way you have not gone through life and not seen this picture. <laughs> and it's the that the, it's a dog and he's sitting like in his apartment or mm-hmm. in his house and there's just fire. All around him, yep. and the the quote, the comment that he makes is, "This is fine," <laughs> and literally, like Ali and I, like we'll just look at each other, and go, "This, this is, is fine,", fine. because yes. that's just how life feels. <laughs> yeah, and so we're just I'm, I'm surrounded. So that was my Christmas present to Allie. <laughs> which was funny because when I went to, so I went to Walgreens because I printed it out. And, <laughs> And the, the woman behind the counter, she, I was like, oh, you're here to pick up a thing from Madison. And she goes, oh, yes, I remember. I was like, what does that mean? And she goes, I resonate with this so much. Oh, no. I, like, I saw this. I was like, oh, my God, I need to print this out, too. I was like, well, she well, made it's, a copy. It, yeah, he's probably... <laughs> So I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's for Fred. But yeah, it, uh, it just it, it, 2021
0: was interesting. You know, it's what happens when you start a podcast during a pandemic. <laughs> the co-hosts basically have the, this is their theme song, theme theme verse, theme quote, whatever it is. That picture has not left my desk since you gave it to me. Oh. And, you know, I came back from the holidays and I was like, feel so refreshed. And I'm just like, I am ready for a positive mindset. And not that I was like really I just you know there was there was days I was over it you know all those things and I came back and I was just ready for renewed year and all these things and then literally Within a day and a half, we had all the fires behind me again one more time, and I'm the dog saying this is this is fine. Yep. <laughs> I'm like okay, yep. not that the, that's the last time I come back with any positive thinking. Dang it. Yeah, no, it's, positive <laughs> thinking overrated. It. No, not in
1: 2022. We, we had no positive thinking. Well, I shouldn't say. Well, we don't have. We fun. don't. We do no. But we.
0: we... <laughs> great start to the season.
1: <laughs> Stay with us, My therapist is listening to this, and she's taking so many
0: notes.
1: Linda, I love you. Uh,
0: You're welcome, (laughs) Linda. I'm just getting it
1: all out for you. And at one point, we labeled this as cathartic, and I feel that she might not anymore. But no, I'm really excited for this season. Me too. We'll we'll get into that. But before we get into that and some of the changes, one thing has not changed, and that is our mission moment.
2: So I enjoyed working with Melvin the most
1: because of his pleasant demeanor. He was always smiling. He was always thoughtful. He said very thoughtful things about the team, his family, life. And he was very questionable about the things he didn't understand that we were doing in his home. He will be the homeowner of the house that we are renovating. Um, His skills, knowledge, and uh, his willing to assist in in any endeavor was a pleasure. Don't forget the Rice Krispies. And he brought Rice Krispie treats for the team. How thoughtful is that? Thank you. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If there are Rice Krispies involved, I'll be there. I
0: mean, of course. I <laughs> eat Rice Krispies
1: cheese wine. I'm a pretty cheap date. I know. Jeez, <laughs> well, Allie, you didn't have to. <laughs> I mean, we had a chocolate thing, you know. <laughs> you didn't have to agree so fast. Yeah, I know.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I am too. I'm not saying it's just you. Well,
1: Now your husband is like, and I've spent all that money on all those gifts. I could just got <laughs> a Rice Krispie treat every year. Uh, that was uh, Les Anderson, who is the global response team, construction yeah, leader. Yeah. What is that, Al? Yeah,
0: so that is a group that is actually uh, AmeriCorps members, mm. and they are coordinated through the state support office or affiliate support office habitat of iowa which is out of des moines so they have a team that they've recruited this group basically just is housed right now out of cedar rapids i believe but they have ability to go anywhere around the state they could really be deployed in terms of disaster or response or something like that but then if there's no disasters that they need to respond to they just go around the state and help different habitat affiliates where they have volunteer needs and shortages
1: That's outstanding. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he's been working on a house in Church Row and been able to work alongside the home buyer that's going to be buying the house, doing their sweat equity. So Yeah, super cool.
1: We love stuff like that. Absolutely. That that, that makes me happy. Yeah. And Rice Krispie Treats are always wonderful, too. Okay,
0: I'll put it on the list.
1: Thank you, Allie. Every year.
0: You know it's going to come now. I mean, you'll be getting it.
1: good, 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 good. good. (laughs) So, Allie. Yeah. We have some changes, like we talked about earlier. <laughs> we did. And I, I'm really excited for these changes. I know.
0: And actually, I think that you know the negative tone that we were starting to take <laughs> at the
1: beginning here
0: just leads very well into the need for this season that we're about ready to embark on.
1: Yes, building hope. Yeah. And Lord knows we need it. I mean, seriously. In all honesty, you know, yeah. jokes aside, this is this is a wonderful idea because we're going to highlight a lot of different people with a lot of different backgrounds but they all sit around this theme of
0: hope. Yeah, exactly. And I think where they where hope comes from, what is causing hope in someone's life, you know, you're going to see it being very different like you said throughout and from very different places, not only just you know why they're a part of this podcast or how they may know us, but just the circumstances and what's kind of behind that.
1: Well, and you know, we we joke about the being the dog in the burning building, but you know, I think that we're going to encounter a lot of people that are that dog in the burning building, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the hope that they still have. Yes, you know that I think is going to be very just profound.
0: Oh yeah, and inspiring,
1: and yes, even more so, even more so inspiring. Yes, you know they are in situations that, you know, we probably can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and some of them, you know, we probably, you know, by the grace of God, will never live through. Right. But the fact that they still stay steadfast in their faith and in their hope, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's outstanding.
0: Exactly. And I think it's also going to be a reminder that any one of us at any given time could find ourselves in a situation where we have to dial into some hope. We have to dig deep and believe that, hope is alive and that that it's there for us and that we can keep going no matter certainly folks that uh, have bigger issues than I ever will you know but even but even me even you even other people that we know hope is a part of everyone's life and I saw I saw something recently that said you know whether we think about it or not Hope is a part of everyone's life. Everyone hopes for something. It's an inherent part of being a human being. Hope helps us define what we want in our futures and is part of the self-narrative about our lives we all have running inside our minds. Wow. And I thought that was really profound as well. It speaks to the importance of telling these stories because, you know, sometimes when it gets really dark and really negative or just down or you're not hearing much good news and what have you. And, and oftentimes, even if we think in our own lives, like, I don't know when my life's ever going to get better. I don't know. You know, when am I going to get out of this funk or everything bad always happens to me and whatever. But when we actually stop, we all have points of hope. Yeah, yeah, it's important to remember that.
1: It is important to remember that, and you know, I think in our first story that we are, we're we're going to listen to here today, she had that. Yeah, you know, we're we're going to meet a, a wonderful woman by the name of Lorena, who is from El Salvador. Yeah, and we're gonna we're we're going to learn a lot about, truthfully, exactly what that quote just said. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was going through so much, mm-hmm. uh, and and the hope that she still had, and and even in, in moments where you know she was like, "Oh, I, yes, I have," and like, "Oh, but then she loses it." Mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. it, 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 it talks about the stamina. Yes. And, you, know, you have to be in this for the long haul. Yes. So I, I, I'm really excited uh, for us to to listen uh, to Lorena's story as told by uh, Vanessa Albanez, who is the International Resource Development Coordinator for Habitat El Salvador, yes. uh, co-written by uh, Rodrigo uh, Godoy. So let's oh, wonderful. take a listen. 2020 brought many challenges to El
2: Salvador. And to families in need of adequate housing as well. In addition to the 1.3 million families that do not have decent housing, the country was hardly hit by the COVID-19 pandemic that generated a mandatory quarantine imposed by the government since March to June. Added to this, there was the 2020 storm season, which was very active. In the case of El Salvador, storms Amanda and Cristobal impacted the country consecutively on May 31st and June 6. They left 30,000 families affected, 27 deaths, and 2,000 incidents in their path, according to data from the Humanitarian Country team. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Habitat El Salvador activated the Humanitarian Disaster Response programs since the second quarter of 2020. And after Storms Amanda and Cristobal hit the country, we began to look for partners who wanted to provide a better future for Salvadorian families. In this context, Sistema Fede Crédito, an important ally of the country's financial sector, decides to join to the cause of decent housing for families affected by Storms Amanda and Cristobal. Together with Habitat El Salvador, they changed the lives of 165 families through the construction of 55 new homes and 110 roof repairs. Both organizations signed their commitment to fundraise more than $600,000 in July 2020 to partner with families in five departments of the country. This is the story of Lorena Beatriz from the Flora Maria Community, Department of La Libertad in El Salvador. Among those 55 homes, Lorena's dream was fulfilled. Lorena Beatriz has lived in the Flora Maria community for about five years. She is a single mother of two teenagers, Isaac 15, and Andrea, 14, and little Juan Carlos, who turned seven years old in 2021. She is short, slim, and with dark eyes. That when you see them, when she talks about her life, her struggles, her sacrifices, but especially her children, you can see a look of pride and hope For the new year to come. Like every single mother, she lives every day fighting for her children, to give them a decent life and everything they need. She is an entrepreneur woman, and thanks to her ability to cook typical Salvadoran food, Lorena prepares and sells delicious pastries, enchiladas, and pupusas every day. Through her income from the sales, between $100 and $200 a month, Lorena supports and raises her children. The situation of the pandemic affected her a lot, especially during the mandatory quarantine, as she was unable to leave the house to sell her typical snacks and food. That is why she thinks that if she could grow her own vegetables and greens at home, her livelihood would not be affected again in the same way, and she could ensure a better diet for her family. The municipality of Ciudad Arce, where the Flora Maria community is located, is run by at least 13 rivers and the soil of the community has a low water retention capacity, which makes it the area most vulnerable to flooding. Every year, during the rainy season in El Salvador, which begins in May and ends in October, Laura Maria families are left totally vulnerable and have been victims of floods year after year. Likewise, due to the geographical location of the municipality, there are also extremely strong winds and many families have their tin roofs damaged. Some of them even have to go out at midnight to look for the sheets that have blown away from their homes. With much effort, Lorena had given her three children a very simple home, which, despite being full of shared delusions and dreams, did not meet the conditions of a decent place to live. But since 2016, a new dream began, since she received together with the father of her children, the deed of the land, and thus began the inheritance of the secure tenure of the land for the future of their children. With a lot of effort, they built their house of simple materials, the walls and roof made of corrugated metal sheet and the floor made of dirt, like the houses of most families in the rural area of the municipality. Despite of not being a decent home due to the materials, It represented protection and shelter for the three children. Unfortunately, that same protection would become a risk when the winds hit Flora Maria strongly, and in 2020, due to storms Amanda and Cristobal, it would be totally damaged. But one afternoon in October 2020, Lorena's dream resurfaced from the difficulties when she received a special visit. One day, I was here at my house doing homework with the children, When the people from the board came along with people from Habitat El Salvador and they told me that I was selected for a decent home for my children, shares Lorena. At that moment she couldn't believe it and even though her mind had many doubts and questions, her heart pounded and her eyes sparkled again. That same day, she recalls that she had an interview with the people from Habitat El Salvador and at the end of the afternoon, They confirmed that she qualified for a permanent concrete block house. I couldn't believe it, because we lived in a very humble place, and every time it rained, we were worried because things got wet, and we just said that one day we would have a decent place to live. Lorena remembers that the whole process was a bit difficult for her, since on many occasions the doubts came to her mind again and she only thought that how she would be able to finish the process to have her new home. Thank God, this is how I now have my new home. Despite everything, we went ahead with the process, shared Lorena. With great humility, she recognizes that everything was possible thanks to God. And then, thanks to the people of Habitat El Salvador and Sistema FedeCredito for joining and supporting her from beginning to end. With tears in her eyes, she remembers the difficult situation they experienced during storms Amanda and Cristobal. The streets were flooded and water entered all the houses in the path. With great sadness, Lorena shares the storm amanda affected us a lot it was a lot of rain and the streets filled with a lot of water the water used to reach up to our ankle when it started to rain and while it continued to rain the water continued to rise that is the reality of the families that reside in flora maria every year during the months of may to september when it rains the most even people in vehicles if it is raining Think twice before entering Flora Maria because the streets are filled with water. But quickly, her tears of sadness turn into happiness when she remembers the days when she supported the construction of her own house. I felt great joy and at the same time I wondered, how long will it take to finish my house? She smiles and she remembers that it was a very beautiful and impatient experience at the same time because she was looking forward to seeing it finished. Her voice breaks as she remembers and shares everything she felt when they handed her the keys to her house, built with her own hands. I felt a great emotion and wanted to cry. And her eyes filled with tears just remembering it. And that happiness escapes from her eyes when she tells how her new house has changed her life. I am happy. Because now I feel more calm to sleep. And when I go out, I feel that my things are in a safe place. Lorena knows that by closing that door, all her belongings, but especially her children, her family, are truly protected. And with a calmer voice and full of security, she confirms that it was a nice experience to be part of the process. As we were building the walls, I used to say, Almost There is little left, and it was a very nice experience working on what is going to be yours, where you are going to live. Seeing the process of how your house is being built and how it will look at the end, it was a very nice experience. In her face, her eyes are bright and full of life and reflect what it is in her heart, happiness, and pride of having worked on what belongs to her, her house, her new home. Behind her shy and humble gaze, there is a lot of satisfaction, and thanks to all this beautiful experience, Lorena is an empowered woman, more self-confident and aware of her abilities. Those feelings and learnings cannot be seen other than hearing directly from her every detail of this journey of struggle, sacrifice, and her love for her family and for herself. Showing God's love into action in difficult times has been part of the history of Habitat El Salvador. For more than 29 years, the organization has served more than 49,000 families with housing and through the Humanitarian Disaster Response Programs. Among these interventions, we can mention the construction of houses, home improvements, and community work. From the strong earthquakes that hit the country in 2001 to the most recent storms Amanda and Cristobal. And in the last fiscal year 2021, Habitat El Salvador partnered with 3,844 families through the construction of new homes and home improvements. And 1,240 families received hygiene kits or shelter supplies that were activated during the storm season. All housing and humanitarian response programs have been possible thanks to the work of volunteers, partners, and donors who have recognized the importance of housing so that families can achieve a better future. Like those 49,000 families, the lives of Lorena, Isaac, Andrea, and Juan Carlos have a bright and hopeful future thanks to the support of partners and friends who join efforts with Habitat El Salvador every year. Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity is one of them since their first visit to El Salvador in 2014, and their tithe since 2015. Iowa Heartland Habitat has become a key partner in serving families in need of adequate housing in the country. Thanks to this partnership, we have been able to provide a partially subsidized home with sanitary solution to 23 families, with whom we would not have been able to work otherwise. All the people who are part of the Iowa Heartland Habitat Ministry, Board of Directors, staff, volunteers, donors and partners are part of these achievements. Thanks to all the people who believe in the work of Iowa Heartland Habitat, because each one of you are now part of the future of these 49,000 families in El Salvador. Thanks to you, Lorena now hopes to give Isaac Andrea, and Juan Carlos, a better future. Muchas gracias. May hope keep us working together through 2022 and many more years to come.
1: That's a good story. That's a great story. That's a really good story. Yeah. One of the things that I was really thinking about, and one thing that I really do love about Habitat is not everything is just here. Right. You know, Obviously, take care of what's going on in your backyard, but... The impact and the reach that we have mm-hmm. to other places in the world, like El Salvador, it's honestly like, and I'm, and I'm be 100% serious when I say this, it still blows my mind that we have that type of reach.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that some of us have the advantage of experiencing life with with them i would say directly by by having been able to have the opportunity to go down and actually build with them on some of these projects so because of that when vanessa was telling this amazing story i mean i can put myself there Mm because i i know i know exactly um, I don't know exactly, you know, Flora Maria. I don't really know that community per se, but um, but I can see it. I can see the the living conditions that she's describing. I can see the families that she's talking about. And so I'm fortunate to to have that perspective too. It was one of the best pieces of advice and I think I shared that during uh, Wayne's episode as well where we're talking about um, the tithing partnership and everything but just that we had gotten in, we had gotten an encouragement you know when I shortly after I started with Habitat that that we should not just give the tithe dollars and just send a check but the importance of trying to to build that true relationship and partnership and and have people go and help and actually build relationship with the families and the people that work there and make it a long term relationship. And that's probably one of the best pieces of advice that I received because that has made made a huge, huge, huge difference um, to, to doing it together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think about that when I hear that story, I can see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of there again. But for folks like you and other folks that um, are listening or are on the board or staff that have not gone, I think about, yeah, that would just be like, what? <laughs> you know, like. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. well, mm-hmm. and first of
1: all, I, 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 the more we talk about El Salvador, the more I'm like, God, I want to go now. Uh-huh. I mean, because it's just like, I want to go see this community. I want to go experience this. I mm-hmm. just, it's, it, it feels like one of those things where it's like, for a lack of a term, you have to. You have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Because I've sat through countless of meetings where I've talked about it. I've, I've listened to Wayne. Like, I've listened to so many people talk about it. And don't get me wrong, obviously, I believe that there are, you know, there are these communities that need help. It's not that, mm-hmm. but it's just, I don't think I'm going to ever understand the full mm-hmm. You know, gravity of this magnitude of the of how severe it is until I'm actually there. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's one of
0: the things. Oh, and I just feel blessed because when we go there, you know, I've been I've been there twice, and I know Vanessa. Like, hey, Vanessa, I know you're listening right now. You know, um, yeah, yeah. you you know, she is dear dear to me. And even though we're countries away from each other, I feel a connection to Vanessa and mm-hmm. to the families that are down there. And uh, I just thought this story was was phenomenal and, and so important to tell.
1: It was. And, you know, there, so early on in the story, I, I truthfully, I, I love this idea because I, I love storytelling. Yeah. I think storytelling is, is such a powerful tool. Um, and it was a beautifully written and story. It was a beautifully written story. And, told. Yeah. Which, and, 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 and so much so, there was a line that Vanessa read mm-hmm. and it was, and I'm, I'm quoting here, So she goes on to write, and she's talking about Lorena. Mm -hmm. And she goes, she is short, slim, and with dark eyes. Mm -hmm. That when you see them, when she talks about her life, her struggles, her sacrifices, but especially her children, you can see a look of pride and hope Mm -hmm. for the new year to come.
0: I love that. And I mean...
1: it paints a beautiful picture it does like yeah i i've sat there and i remember when i when i heard that i'm thinking myself there's no better way to paint this picture Mm -hmm. of who this woman is and you just uh, you fall in love with her i've never met loretta i have no clue who this woman is my only my only knowledge of her is through the story and like i am just now in love with her and her family Mm -hmm. and the history of everything that she's been through yes Yes. And I mean, this woman has put her family first and and, and and cares so much about them.
0: Yeah. And and all the struggle, you know, I thought they painted that that picture very well, too, recognizing that it started, you know, back in 2016, where they, they as a family were actually awarded the deed to land, mm-hmm. which for folks that maybe aren't as familiar with how things work outside of the United States, access to land and ownership of land is key and crucial, yeah. you know, in That's other parts of the world. It's huge.
1: Like, it's a big you hear but like that it's like oh it's Beyond, beyond yeah
0: so if you're given a deed to land you have the opportunity to own a piece of land usually it's a family parcel that's enormous and yeah. so when they first got that in 2016 and they were able to build their home for the first time simple materials they had a dirt floor all those things and they were proud of it they worked hard for it they were proud of it but the problem they're facing is is where they're at you know it's it's where they're at with the flooding it's where they're at the with the, the storms yeah. you know all these things it's not fortified it's not it wasn't it wasn't strong enough and and that's often times unfortunately what families see down there so even to feel like oh we're finally there you know we finally got the deed to land and we finally get to build our forever home and all these things and then to recognize that wasn't going to be and they tried and and it didn't last and how disheartening that had to have been for them but to see them not give up and and to continue and and take this opportunity with Habitat and like one of the things that she said that I wrote down it was a beautiful and impatient experience Mm. at the same time I don't know if everybody else caught that Mm -hmm. but a beautiful and impatient experience at the same time like so perfect because that's exactly what we hear from people all the time is it's hard it's really hard to do Habitat it's a ton of hard work and commitment and yet it's amazing and and what a beautiful thing
1: well and being impatient came up a few times where mm-hmm. she they, they'd be working on a wall goes like oh it's almost done yeah i think there was just that that anticipation of like i am getting yes. a legit home yes this is about to happen and i think too when you think of 2016 you know she they get this home all this happens, but then you know, twenty twenty rolls around, and you have these two storms that come through, and then you have a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I kind of was like on her side, where she's like, I'm not a skeptical. Yeah. Like, I mean, can you blame her? Right. You can't blame you can't blame her for the skepticism. So, like, in some ways, I'm thinking of her. I'm trying to put myself in Lorena's shoes. I'm like, yeah, I can see where she's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get my house, but am I really? Right. Like, what's What's gonna? When's the other shoe gonna fall? Yeah. And when when it's going to be like, ooh, sorry, we tried. But and just that idea of like, you know, I'm going to stick this out. I mean, the woman had hope. Yes. She literally had hope.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really important in life when we all reflect no matter what our situation is, is like there are those waves like that where it's a wave of difficulty and then you're like a wave of good news. But the good news, if we if we're being honest, the good news is never it. Yes. Yes, it's never it. It's never the end. It's never done with one round of good news. Life is fraught with difficult things. You know, it's kind of that wave of good, bad, good, bad. And you're kind of constantly, unfortunately, it's part of life. It's for a faith based perspective. You know, there's sin in the world. There's going to be hardship. So to hear her say too, there was joy through the hard work. And I think that's important, too, is like, hey, 16 came we had something good it brought us back down now we've got this new opportunity but hey it's going to be really hard work and this isn't going to be easy and then then there's a pandemic you know and all the and I think that's that's the way life is but this hope I think is what keeps people moving forward.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I had my own conversation with a friend last night about just other things, and you know, she said, "You know, J.Kaylin, God doesn't put more on us than what we can handle." Yeah, and we have to remind ourselves that. Yes. Granted, everything's different. You know, what I'm struggling through is different than what you're struggling through, than what Nora, than what Lorraine, and mm-hmm. all these people. But it's it it gets it gets very fatiguing. Yes. And and and, and you become tired. Yes. Because you're like, okay, cool. You're, yeah, you're here to give me good news. Well. The last guy gave me good news, and then there were 13 different hurdles that I had to jump through. So, that good news wasn't all that good. Right. I I think sometimes we have to allow people to have that moment of skepticism. Mm -hmm. You know, while yes, we still want them to maintain that hope, I think also we have to look and say, you know, we understand why you are skeptic, Mm -hmm. we understand why you might not be completely on board for this and it's okay yeah I think that's where validation
0: I, yes mm-hmm. I
1: mean we've been through a global pandemic yeah <laughs> like I think we have to and and, and and we've had our own ups and downs in this pandemic yes things are getting good things are getting worse things are getting good things are getting worse I think we just have to allow people to I mean I don't want to I don't want to turn this negative but mm-hmm. they, they we can we should allow them to have that mode of like mm, let me just let me really soak this in before I get too happy
0: right there's another uh, statement that I had, I had read one time that said, to have hope is to want an outcome that makes your life better in some way. It not only can help make a tough present situation more bearable, but also can eventually improve our lives because envisioning a better future motivates you to take the steps to make it happen. Mm. And I think that's what I see through this. Yep. And that's what we're talking about with resiliency and hope is that you know, people are going to get knocked down. Even when you feel like you're on the better path and you're getting good news, you're going to get knocked down again. But if you can imagine a better day... If you can keep hope alive, you'll keep moving in the right direction. And a lot of times we see folks that are in poverty, and this is this is well known, that that's what they've lost, yeah. is the ability to see a better life, the ability to see a better day. And so when organizations like Habitat can come alongside and say, hey, we see that for you, even if you don't see it for yourself, and we're going to show it to you. And then they can learn that and grow that, you know, through that time. And then that's what you see is at the end, she said she was empowered, self-confident, aware of her abilities. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. That, so cool.
1: That is. And, I, and I'm so happy that Iowa Heartland Habitat plays into that. Yeah. That we, we, are, we are a key factor in providing hope. I love yeah. that. We, you know, we have been, uh, I mean, I've, I've not been affiliated as long, but, you know, what, 2014 is the first visit. And to of, El Salvador. Yeah. yeah you know, and so, what, going on eight years now? Yeah. That's just outstanding. I know. That's it's just it's a true blessing. It is. It is a true blessing, and this. This. I think this season is going to be a true blessing. It's going to be cool. Like it all. I see, I'm sitting here with like you like, oh yeah, people are going to gain a lot. I think I'm going to gain a lot. Yes. I think yes. I am going to walk away from this with a whole different viewpoint on life. And I'm excited.
0: I am, too. I'm going to be inspired. I already am.
1: Yeah, I, I'm super super inspired, and yeah. I'm really excited, and uh, yeah, this is going to be great. Uh, I'm also really inspired to uh, kick your butt in trivia. Oh, no.
0: I'm determined this season that I'm going to win every one.
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Let's not... <laughs> Let's not get false hope See here. how we say
0: those things and then we try to believe it to be true, and then you know, see what I was just doing there? Yeah,
1: Steve. <laughs> yeah. See yeah. Let's let's we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, let's first off uh, break in Our wonderful friend, uh, I and I know her name. It is Nanana Nora. Nora. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Wait, what's that hold on wait? wait, wait. Okay. What's that name game song? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, uh the name game, game. Judy the- Judy, 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 Judy banana, banana. Oh yeah, nana, Nora, Nora, Bobora, banana,
0: b-bora, banana, Bobora. me, my <laughs> Nora.
1: <laughs> we're over here just making up. <laughs> we're back to our Christmas carols. Exactly. <laughs> and this is where everyone turned it off. And we're done. And we're done. All right, Nora, welcome back. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. How was your Very
1: Christmas?
3: It was lovely. Got some great family time. A little break from work, so we're refreshed for the next year. It was great. I love
1: that for you. Well, go ahead and tell me the trivia question so I can win.
3: (laughs) All right. All right. So, of course, we have to stay on theme. So this is some El Salvador trivia. Okay. So Mm -hmm. El Salvador, their coastline has a feature that's unique amongst all of the Central American countries. I want to know if you can tell me what it is.
1: Like what's unique about it? About
3: their coastline. I have an idea. But you have to say something
1: first. Okay, okay. Read the question one more time.
3: So El Salvador's coastline has a unique feature among Central American countries. Okay. What is that feature? Okay, I wrote mine down, so when you write yours down, we can say.
1: Has a unique feature amongst the coastline.
0: I mean, I don't know if I'm right, but I'm going to give a guess. Okay, so I'm
1: just going to write... Um, okay, okay, I know. So I'm going to say, I have two things in my head, but I'm going to say that it's something about maybe they have a, they're the only coastline that has an active volcano.
0: Oh, that's, you know, that's a good
1: guess.
3: There are a lot of volcanoes in El Salvador. I don't think
0: that's true, but I'm going to say,
3: (laughs) I'm going to say, I think they have a black
0: sand beach. Like ba- black oh. sand coastline. Uh, and I don't know if that's unique to them, but they do have black sand. So, okay. that. so like the-
1: this wasn't fair. She's been there.
3: <laughs> well, you could have gotten this, too. If you've ever looked at a map, you will have of seen right. that <laughs> <You're right. laughs> it is the only Central American country that does not border the Caribbean Sea.
0: Oh, oh that's interesting that. oh yeah because it's so little it's kind of like engulfed by what's around it okay. yeah but i am right that they have a black sand beach <laughs> I
3: right just not bo- might not uh, be uh, the uh, only uh, one must not be the only I mean, one i have volcanoes they, they do. Have
0: volcanoes. That I do they absolutely do yeah and they're beautiful from the plane really? Yeah, oh, yeah mm-hmm. you can see them really cool from My- the well anywhere but they're cool from the plane
1: so I mean like, so we're both off we knew things about those right. we did we're we gonna just, say that's a win so that's so a win not only become our theme, but like our, <laughs> this is like, a hope can stay alive. Yeah. keep like, <laughs> answering these questions. Oh my gosh, this is great. Well, mm. I hope we'll stay alive, Allie. That I, is think for so. sure. I think so. I think we will. Hope we'll stay alive. <laughs> uh, and we hope that you all stay with us yes. throughout this amazing season. Yeah. Because uh, we have a lot of special guests, including us, some, some pretty important people. Yeah. And in, in, in the world of Habitat. Yes. So I'm, I'm really excited for what we have to bring you this season. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have to get out of here because um i need a cookie (laughs) Uh, or something i am i'm I'm about to pass out over here uh but i'm gonna go find that cookie but until then uh i have been Jaquela madison she has been Allie Parrish. we thank you so much for joining us in this new season of bringing down the house and we will see you right back here at the same place you found us next time Take care, everyone.
0: Bringing down the house would not be possible without the tremendous support of the CC Podcast. If you're looking for daily devotionals, inspiring conversations with interesting Christians, or listening to a weekly worship service, the CC Podcast is for you. Their podcasts are available wherever you're listening or at ChristianCrusaders.org.